This is 110% Improvability, the podcast for anyone who's ever been told to work smarter, not harder, or just give 110%, and then been left to try and work it out for themselves. Kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya. Oh, sorry, I was just getting ready for my next meeting. You know those meetings that you go to where no one sent out an agenda? And no one seems to have any clue why you're here. You had an invitation in your calendar, so you showed up. What a great idea. You may as well bring along the lyrics to Kumbaya. Anyone got a guitar? Maybe you want to make some popcorn? How much of a waste of time is it just to show up to a room because someone invited you to? Here's a thought. I could invite you to meet me at the front of the neighborhood supermarket. We'll just talk about what I did all week. And then you can tell me what you did all week. Sound productive? How about if we put that in the calendar and did it every week? Now, unless you're running out of milk and bread and actually have a reason to be near that supermarket, I think that sounds like a bit of a waste of time. So why is it any different just because someone's put a meeting room down as the location for this wondrous conversation? Today, I'd like to talk about how you can make meetings much more effective than they seem to be these days. Meetings might seem simple, but to make them effective, there are 10 key steps that you need to go through to make sure that you're getting the most out of them. For those who are familiar with the work that we do, you're going to be very unsurprised here that the first step is to actually plan it. Why are you having the meeting? Does it have a purpose? If it has no purpose, why are you meeting? How many of these meetings that we attend these days could have been resolved much easier just by sending an email? Even a carrier pigeon would be more effective than some of the meetings that I have to attend. The next key step is preparation. You need to know where you're going to meet, you need to know who you're going to be meeting with, and get back to that purpose, why? What is the agenda? Do you have a breakdown of the topics that you want to be able to discuss? Who should be involved? And how long each one should take? What are the key decisions that you're going to be asking people to make at that meeting? And we're going to get to that in a minute. You do need to have decisions and actions from meetings. Otherwise, there's really not much purpose to it, is there? A key element of preparation, in particular these days, is to make sure that all the technology works. Sounds simple. But if you're attending a conference call and no one knows how to use the phone or no one has ever used Zoom or Teams or Skype or whatever it is that your system is before, you could have a serious problem. It could take ages to get everyone set up, and by that stage, you've lost it. You've lost people's attention. And that's not going to be good when you have to get people to make decisions. They're no longer focused. They're off doing something else. Almost everyone has picked up their smartphone by now, and they're off doing something far more useful. Well, they're probably on Facebook, but still... They're on their phones. They're not concentrating on what you need them to concentrate on. So preparation is vitally important. Make sure your links work. Make sure that if you are showing material, whether it be video or up on a screen, that everyone's going to be able to see it and that even you can access it. I've seen a number of times when people have tried to do large-scale presentations and they've suddenly realized that where they save the document, uh, they don't have access to from the room that they're in. That's not great preparation, and it's certainly not a good professional look. Your meeting is not the place to be reading through things. You shouldn't be presenting people with reports and expecting them to be doing things with them during that meeting. That's just crazy. You may as well send a whole group of people off to a library or a reading club. 
And there are far more interesting books than this month's financial report, I promise you. So the next step is a pre-wire. A pre-wire is simply anything you need people to have read in the meeting needs to have gotten to them before the meeting. Many meetings involve a number of people who are paid pretty well. I recall one meeting that I was attending where we'd calculated that the the cost of the meeting based upon people's salaries was about $30,000. And we spent 20 minutes arguing over whether or not you should present financial reports using orange pie charts. That's actually a true story. I'm using even more so because there is no way to present that information with an orange pie chart. But I digress. So you don't want people to be wasting their time reading through reports. You want to be making meetings short and productive, which is why the step four is all about feedback. Firstly, are people planning on attending? If the people you need at that meeting aren't going to be there, why hold it? So you need to get that feedback early. You need to be able to also adjust the meeting if critical people need to be there so that you can fit into their calendars. As important as you think this meeting is, other people may have other things on their calendars today. I don't know about you, but I don't sit by Outlook every day just waiting on my next meeting invitation. I've got other things to do, including recording podcasts. Other feedback can include whether people agree with the purpose of the meeting. You may also, because you've done that pre-wire, may get feedback from people asking for additional information prior to the decisions that you've already flagged that you're going to need to make. This is great feedback. You're better off finding all these things out before you get a room full of people. If you are going to collect additional information, circulate it. Share it with everybody. It's amazing how much easier decisions can be made when everyone has the same information and has the same ability to make that decision. Some of you may be wondering, when is he going to get to the point at which we actually meet? Well, that's coming up next. The issue is that many people have meetings simply because they've scheduled them, not because they actually need to. All this preparation and planning work and the pre-wire and the feedback allows you to determine whether you need to get everyone together and could be wasting their time. You need to make sure it's productive. So if you've decided that now with all the feedback and the pre-wire that it's a good idea, let's meet. But start on time. People could be running late, but that's okay. One suggestion is to actually start the meeting at five minutes after the hour and finish five minutes before the hour. That allows people time to not have to try and teleport from one meeting to the next. Scheduling back-to-back meetings really only works if you don't have to move. And certainly, you might want to make sure that you haven't had a lot of coffee or liquids if you're going to schedule lots of back-to-back meetings. Having those extra few minutes before and after the meeting is a nice considerate way of respecting people's bladder capacity. So now you're in the meeting. You've got an agenda. Well, how about you stick to it? Only talk about those things that you need to talk about and stick to the time. If you're finding that the time you allocated to a topic isn't enough, then reschedule. Either agree in the meeting that what you're talking about is so critically important you're going to stop other things, or agree to get together to talk about that specific thing with only those people to whom it matters. You're wasting a lot of people's time if you're in a big group of people and you're talking about something that only matters to one one or a few people. So that's where item seven comes in, which is have a parking lot. Oh, the number of meetings that could have been saved by simply writing on a whiteboard or a piece of paper things that you consider important but aren't going to talk about right now that you're going to get back to. A parking lot is a very useful activity. It's simply acknowledging that you didn't schedule the time now 
but that the things that you wanted to talk about are important. So when you get to the next step, you're going to be clarifying actions. Your meeting should have had decisions and actions. If not, then it could have been done with a post-it note on everyone's desk or an email or simply sending out a, a YouTube video because it's just transmission of information. If it's not about a dialogue where you actually have to interact, it's not about a meeting. Now, I'm certainly not saying that transmitting information and sharing information isn't important. It really is. But there are other ways of doing it than trying to cram people into meeting rooms just because you're camping out because you don't want someone else to get the room. Oh, the number of places I've worked in which you can't get meeting rooms is atrocious. So if we didn't have to have a meeting, let's not. Let's find other ways of doing it. So when you get to your actions, include your parking lot. When are you going to talk about those things? Who's going to lead them? Any actions that came up during the meeting? Who's going to be doing them? When will you have them? And what feedback do you need? One of the actions you need to clarify is whether you actually need another meeting. The number of times you have meetings just because it's in the calendar. Let's, let's cut those short. Let's not do those again. If you don't have any further purpose for this meeting, stop having them. It doesn't have to be a recurring meeting to the end of time. You can choose not to have a meeting if it's not going to be useful. No one is going to complain about getting that extra half hour or hour back into their calendar. So step nine is then circulate the minutes and do so quickly. Get everyone on the same page as to what was decided and what actions are to be taking place. It's usually quite a good idea to collect the meeting minutes electronically during the meeting. And that way you can just send them out right at the end. You've just clarified everything that you needed to have clarified, so send it out. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be on a colored template just because that's what the corporate comms guys say is critical. No, it just needs to share the information. Step 10 is absolutely critical, which is follow up on those actions. It's almost like little children waiting you out. If you don't follow up on, me on meeting actions, people know that those actions aren't that important. And so they can get away with not doing them. And if it's no consequence to them, but it is to you, it's probably important enough for you to chase up. It doesn't mean that people are naturally lazy. No, people have just got so many other priorities. But if they've agreed to do something, then it's courteous to come back to them and say, look, hi, how are you going? How are you going with those actions? Is there anything that you need from me to help you get there? Is there anything that you need from anybody else? Are you waiting on information? Help people be able to succeed. So there you have it. A simple way of thinking through meetings and choosing whether you need to have them or not. Yes, it's 10 steps, but the first five are really about choosing whether you need to do that or not. I recommend that you look at all of the meetings that you're attending now and the ones that, uh, that you're scheduling especially. If the ones that you're attending don't seem to have a purpose, decline them. Actually go to the person who's scheduling them and say, look, I'm not seeing what the value is in these meetings. Can you help me understand that? If you're scheduling meetings that uh, don't seem to have a purpose, then I would suggest you're the one who needs to start sending out the lyrics to Kumbaya and making sure that you're catering them because there seems no other great purpose to them. Thank you very much for spending time with us today. And if you have any feedback, please send us an email on info at improvabilitysolutions.com or have a look at our website, improvabilitysolutions.com. It's not about giving 110%. It never was. It's about simply looking for better ways of doing things so that you can try and achieve more today than you could yesterday. Thanks for listening.